you've been looking for a podcast to help you transform your physical and mental one that'll shoot you straight between the eyes with truth and no bs helping you have the right mindset to accomplish things the iron will and fortitude to follow through with what you say you're going to do no excuses Mark owns martial arts schools, and after 30 years, he has some real insight for real talk, real life, real conversations, motivational, fitness, self-defense, weight loss, live from the Great 1-8. This is Real Talk with Mark Cox. Right, it looks like we're on now. Right. Well, on my side of the world, it's it's good morning. Where 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 are you out of anyway, uh, Jose? I'm in Silver Spring, Maryland. I work in Chevy Chase, so it's like all here, Montgomery County, Maryland, essentially. So you're in Maryland. We're in California. So would you be considered East Coast time? Are you three hours ahead oh, or yeah. central? Yeah, yes. I'm, I'm noon right now. You're at noon. We're at nine, and uh, we were chit chatting a little bit right before uh, I got on that I was in that in that zone. Um, in that time zone, I've been there for over a week, and it's it's uh, jet lag sucks, bro. <laughs> so it's uh, you know I get home and I've had some I had some issues with the flights this time. One flight got canceled because I guess there was hurricanes going on in Houston, Texas, so we couldn't land. So they put me on the next flight, and uh, I had to fly into Chicago, which I've never been to. And uh, when they say it's the windy city, when you're coming in on an airplane a small one on top of it they're not kidding man that was a uh that was a roller coaster ride to go land but we made it safe and uh here we are so uh we got a few people coming on so i think i'll, I'll formally introduce you now this has been uh we've never got to shake hands i don't think uh, did we shake hands at a maya we show have, ever we have one time at the maya super show i saw your tattoos and i approached you because i was yeah. like, <laughs> sleeved up myself as you can yeah. see and i was like this is my kind of guy so i yes. was Okay, I thought that, you know, I was looking through the Maya show uh, the other ways and, and I'm racking my brain going, I really think I, I think we have show, shook hands right. um, on uh, at the Maya show because that's I, I believe that's probably where we where we saw each other. So uh, for all you guys that are listen, uh, you know, this is Jose Escobar and he has uh, he is an avid book reader for sure. Uh, that's what kind of intrigued me about him. And, uh, you know, I've got to watch his journey a little bit on on consulting and being the keynote speakers at several things. And so this is how our friendship has, has formed. And it's, it's been a more of an online friendship than a face to face, but that, I guess that's the beauty of, you know, that's the curse of the internet and the, and the love of the internet, you know, it's got a, it's got a good side and it's got a bad side. It's just, uh, uh, you know, like, like we're sitting here, I, I'm, I, you're in Maryland, I'm in California, I'm right. in California. And the other, one of my, one of my guys was in Papua New Guinea, one of the, the ministers uh, that I that I did one day. That's a black belt of mine. That's right in the middle of the jungle. I mean, think about that. In the middle of the jungle, Papua New Guinea is doing ministry, and we're talking back and forth while he's in his hut. It's amazing. Technology is, you know. But on the same token, tell me if you don't agree. Now, and I'm a little older than you are, so uh, you know, I'm 60 years old. I think you've got babies now, right? So you have a wife, and how many children you have? Uh, four, four children, one boy and three girls. I'm 38. So, um, I'm not that far behind you. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> well, I look a little younger than I really am because I, I raised uh, three boys and a girl, and then I had an adopted son, Bo. I don't know if you know Bo DeRoche or if you got to meet him, he, one of my boys. Uh, yeah, I adopted him when he was a 12. So, mm -hmm. uh, but all my kids are grown and in college. And so, uh, you know, I'm 60. Uh, so I'm, I'm a little bit ahead of you as far as that goes, but I've seen that you've, you've got some babies and you've got girls. Yeah, <laughs> I've got one girl, three girls is, yeah, you know, I'll tell you, I don't, now I don't know, being a, be, having a school and being a real type A type of personality like myself. And I was hardcore, hardcore martial arts instructor back in the day. And then I started getting softer when my kids came along and then my daughter came along and then, you know, then I'm mush, you know what I mean? It just, she just completely changed my heart. So it was, uh, you know, to have three of them, to have three daddy's girls. That was it's definitely I mean, a different experience. I'll tell you that. I mean, that I'm, was, I'm preaching to the choir, but it's definitely, uh, 
something else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you something, uh, as, as your children get older and I can see what kind of father you are, and I believe you're a believer too. Um, hundred percent. Yes. And, uh, you know, being that kind of a dad and that role model, the bond that you're going to have with your children as you become adults is, uh, you know, it's been fun. It's been fun being a father with adult children, you know, and so, uh, I've learned, uh, I was a divorced dad, but it looks like you have a strong family and, uh, I raised my children. I was a single dad that raised the kids. So, you know, it, it, it yeah, I couldn't have done that. Out, I couldn't have done that without the Lord either, you know, cause I'm just, uh, I, I'm just, uh, I'm just a sinner like the rest of them, I guess, is what That's I'm trying strong, to say. Strong testimony there. <laughs> That's so it's, uh, it's been, a, it's been, it's been something. All right. So let's, uh, let's talk about yourself. It was a, you can see in the background, all these books and I can't turn mine around, but, uh, I've got quite a collection myself and, you know, I was one of those guys that you, you might want to call a book collector because yeah, I'm going to read that and it's going to look good on my shelf. Yeah. Right. And then I, and I had all these aspirations to do it. And then I, I would do, if I read maybe a book a year, I would be shocked, you know, maybe 10 years ago, right? I'm a big leadership type of book. I've done the Bible a couple times through the one year Bible. I've done that. I've done that a couple times. You know what I mean? Going through the Bible in a year. Yep. And then, um, and then I would try and I'm really good at listening to books you know, that's, you know, I'm on my, I'm on listening most of the time, whether it's podcasts or audio books or, or whatever. And I think, uh, I don't know, how do you do with audio books? Do you like them or? Uh, so I am not opposed to audio books. I think if I had to go the audio route, it would be a podcast like yours, for example. You uh-huh. know, I would rather listen to the interview, the freestyle mode, as opposed to something that's structured like a book. Like for me, uh, physical books is like a comparison of like uh, going to the gym and doing free weights versus resist- resistance machines. You know, the resistance machines don't incorporate a lot of different muscles at the same time as if you were to read a physical book. Um, as you can tell, I'm, I'm much more, I prefer a physical book just because it stimulates, you know, all the auditory, the visual, the hearing, the uh, everything. You got to vocalize. Like I read out loud. So when I read out loud and I see the words, and I hear the words, and and I even write in the book, and I start engaging with the book, the kinesthetic piece. It's a, it's a much more efficient way to memorize the content and to engage with the content and to walk away uh, in a much better place. That's just that's just my personal opinion. That's interesting that you say that. Uh, that I've never heard that before. That you read out loud, and uh, I guess it's harder to fall asleep when you read out loud. I, I can it, imagine. It keeps me much more engaged because I'm listening I, to myself and we all know we love our own voice, right? What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, I would say that that's the number one thing that people, you, uh, you know, I went and got myself a coach for podcasting because I really wanted to take it to a different level. And, yeah. and that's one of the things he told me because I listen to my podcast after I'm done because yeah. it drives me crazy when I keep hearing, um, and, and I'm like, Oh my gosh, what am I, you know, but, you know, the coach told me, too, he goes, you know, that's real talk. That's that's how people engage back and forth. So it's not, you know, you can polish yourself, but, you know, you you, you can't be so polished that they never come out. Absolutely. So uh, that was uh, coaching. But that's interesting. I, You know, I kind of wish I – we'll talk about 75 hard in a minute, but I wish I had that thought process when I was doing 75 hard to read the book out loud. That's interesting. Um I think that I think I'm going to try that next time because I'm really I'm, you know, I'm kind of in the middle of 75 hard right now because a bunch of guys did it. But I'm I'm really never off 75 hard. See, that's the problem. And so. We'll talk about that whole 75 hard in a minute because I want to talk about more in this books in depth and then we'll talk more about that. But no, I want to ask you a question. So. Well, first of all, what's your favorite book? Oh, that's an easy one. I had some uh, lined up right next to me in case you asked certain questions, and this is one of them. So, probably this one: Robin Sharma's "The Five A.M. Club." It is. I mean, of course, it's "Think and Grow Rich," and I have some other, you know, amazing books that I love that are considered classics. But 
Um, to give you a book that most people don't necessarily consider a classic or something that everybody has to read, um, this one, surprisingly, hasn't been read by most people like Thinking Grow Rich, but it's something that can literally change your game overnight. Um, and it talks about, you know, 5 a.m., waking up at 5 a.m. and the importance of the morning routine and what should you be doing in your morning routine? What does it consist of? And it's just a really powerful book. And again, as far as the how often you read books, um, I personally read about a book a week. And um, I think the average CEO reads 60 books a year. Uh, I'm not quite there yet. I'm at 52. But it's like, uh, for example, re reading one book is like eating one potato chip. Uh, I heard that that quote somewhere, you know, so you want to get into the position of reading books on a regular basis and devouring it, whether it's 10 minutes a day, whether it's 10 pages a day, like 75 hard, or whether it's uh, 30 minutes a day or an hour a day, like I do. I do 30 minutes in the morning. I do 30 minutes in the evening. And I don't miss that. Sometimes I do a little more if I have lunchtime or in between because, um, you know, a book is, is my everyday carry. Everywhere I go, I have a book in my hand, you know, and you just find time in the nooks and crannies of your day to, to, to read. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's, you know, here in California, I don't, I don't know where it is like in Maryland, but you know how in my immediate vicinity. So I'm in Los Angeles County, but I'm in a suburb called Chatsworth. And then I live in another little one called Simi Valley. And, you know, there's, there's only one there's only one book store that is within a, a, a 15 to 20 mile radius of me. One. All the all the, there's one Barnes and Noble that's in called Westlake, California, and that's it. All the Barnes and Nobles, all these bookstores that we used to go to that we just took for granted that we go to all the time. You sit and look through books or magazines. Uh, they're just not there. And I guess it's hard because you got to compete with Amazon at this point because they yeah. won't do any. They, this Barnes and Noble won't do any kind of uh, price comparison. You know, so when you're in there and you're like, you got this physical book and it's going to be twelve dollars more than what Amazon's going to pay for it. I mean, who's going to really uh, sit there and go pay for the book unless you want it right then and there? You need it for something. So unfortunately, here, you know, bookstores are such a thing of the past and. And we talk about the Bible, too, and these gadgets, these iPads and stuff, I cannot stand reading books on them. Yeah. They they um, drive me crazy. And, you know, I don't know if my kids are feeling different because that's how they were raised, but uh, I haven't asked them that question. But not being able to write notes, um, especially in the Bible, right, it's things that – and then you – you know, to me, when you're writing in these books, it was pretty awesome for me is that – I love when I, you, if I had my grandfather's books or something that he wrote and you see his handwriting inside the book that for something and that particular piece of time and in, in, in his life right there, that meant something to him big time. And he wrote, he wrote these notes down. And so you yep. get a little, you get a little glimpse of what they are thinking at that time or what they're learning for themselves. And I think that, you know, I'm sure you've seen it too. If you gone in, I don't know if you're a book collector or, you know, uh, the old books, you know, I like really old books and stuff like that. So if I find them certain things, uh, I'll get those. I've always been intrigued. Uh, if you ever watch me, I'm really intrigued on super old cemeteries that are two, 300 years old books that are a hundred years old. That's kind of stuff intrigues me because there's a history. And to think that this this book has been here over 150 years that somebody wrote this and it's still viable today yeah. in what in our world when they couldn't even imagine what we have in our status. Right. So, you know, books have always been kind of an intriguing thing. And I've never been one. I'm nowhere near what how many books you read. I almost have to be on 75 hard in order to get through books, to be honest with you. Um I like to skim books, you know, that's my, un unfortunately, and then you miss everything or you're reading, see this outline or I'm reading and then all of a sudden I'm dozing off because, and I got to go back and reread and it just drives me crazy. And so I think that listening to one of these tips that you just gave would be, would be good. I, talking about that. So, you know, being an avid reader, what do you have? How do you encourage somebody just to pick up something and, and have that start, you know? Yeah. I just had a buddy of mine reach out to me the other day. I have people reach out to me all the time, whether it's a text or a private message or whatever, asking me about, you know, where, what should I be reading? 
where do I start? Um, you know, how do I increase what I'm reading? How do I engage with the book in a deeper level? All these types of questions. And uh, but just for the very basic question, first of all, I think marginalia in a book is is powerful. Like how you read a book, it's not about how many books you get through. It's about how many books get through to you, right? So it's about how you're reading the book versus just reading the book. So I look at it as like having a dialogue, a conversation with the author. I will put my own thoughts and my own perspectives in the book. Like, for example, here you see a little note there uh, underlining as you could we go deeper. There's a lot of that. There's all these little notes and sticky things in here and whatever. Um, in the front of the book, I have my own index that I create. So that right there has the page and what stood out to me. So, for example, here it says um page 99 right so if i go there it tells me right here one line consistency is the dna of mastery that's what i wrote down so i go to page 99 and i have this little sticky note here and it's right here it talks about um uh yeah it's you have to optimize daily consistency really is the dna of mastery and small daily seemingly insignificant improvements when done consistently over time yield staggering results and he goes on but I, so I, I know there's only 30% of this book that matters. And I dissect that. I know where these things are. I, I highlight, I underline, I annotate, I put my own comments. I might even put a LOL sometimes, you know, but whatever it is to speak to what you said, a lot of these books here in this area are annotated just like this. And something that one day I'd like to do is pass that on to my kids and uh and they can hold on to what i was thinking when i was 38 or when i was 42 or 27 whatever it may be and again if it's a really good book then it never truly gets its message across because it's always going to speak to you at different stages in your life so what mm -hmm. i'm reading in this book right now will i'll get a different piece of it five years from now and it'll speak to me again 10 years from now it'll even speak to me when i'm 80 because of the content and the value that's in this type of book. So that book here that you said, the 5 a.m. Club, you know, I'm a big Jocko fan. Me too. And, um, you know, he's up at the crack of dawn every day, 4.30. It doesn't matter if he goes to bed at 1 o'clock in the morning. He's up at 4.30. You know, he speaks about that. So this is an interesting book to see about um, the 5 a.m. Club. I think I'm going to end up getting that today for sure. I'll order that today because I'll, I'll take a look at that and um, I'll put that on my 75 hard list to get started. And so when I'm looking, I think, you you know, I don't know. I, I don't know anybody, especially today, Jose, maybe what you should do is is I know that I would tune in if you just did a simple uh, Zoom call on your, you know, entrepreneur bookshelf on how to annotate books and how to really do it. Yeah. Cause I don't know if people really know how to do that. I know that I know that I can see your notes and stuff like that, but having somebody that does it a lot of times and say, Hey, let's, you know, here's something simple. Let's get a simple book. We do this together and we do that together. I think that that would be a powerful zoom to see, to, to go through that. And because I think that could help me help students, you know, I have a manual here of all my history and everything else. I'd be you'd be shocked on how many people don't read it. I told him, "Can why don't you just put it in the bathroom so you at least have one day a week, or one dime a day that you can look at it for crying out loud." Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I've spent all this time on the history of my martial arts and all the stuff that we've gone through in this manual and stuff like that. And I would say I, I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. Ninety five percent of them do not read it at all. Yeah. It's just they just kind of go through the motions of what it is, and they never really connect but you know the, i've learned a lot of stuff just in these few where 18 minutes here on with you on how that i can help somebody else get through some readings of some books because you know the next thing that i'm doing with the book is i just did this little warrior code thing that you saw on jocko's field manual and if you ever watch jocko's podcast he reviews these books and he goes through them 
And then he's got, you know, Echo Charles is with him. So I'm having another Marine that's going to come. So I'm going to have a, a martial arts look in and, and, and a military guy. And then we are going to actually have some kids on this podcast with us as we go through and review the field manual for warrior kids. That's awesome. And, and uh, so I reached out to Jocko and told him, hey, this is what I want to do. And his I, I didn't get to talk to him, but his his main girl. And I said, what I'd like to do is be able to give these kids some kind of a signed book from Jocko himself. If they go through this program, I, I, I want a guy, I want a boy and a girl, uh, to do it and then, uh, give them a, give them a signed copy. And I never heard from him, but in the mail, here comes two signed copies from Jocko. Are you uh, serious? Yes. I have two signed copies of kids That's books so for cool. Jocko, uh, as I going to go and renew that field manual. So, you know, we, I have a love for books just like you do. It's yeah. just that, uh, you know, and I think that's another way for me. I know that I would enjoy seeing seeing you get on and say, hey, let's take a look on how to do this. Let's take a simple book, uh, you know, get together. I know that I will be on top of that thing and I would encourage other people to come and look and say, hey, let's take a look on how to really do this by somebody that does it all the time. So I don't know. Take that for what it's worth. But if that sounds like something that could be up your up your alley. I, I know that I'd be engaged. I'm sure Jason Flame would be engaged with that also. Yeah. Yeah. Um, actually that you mentioned that, uh, something that I'm, that I'm working on actively right now is, um, digital courses, right. Under the entrepreneur's bookshelf. So the first one that's going to launch that just filmed, uh, got completed is the morning and evening routine mastery. So for me, the morning and evening routine has been something I've been at for like a little over two years now, two and a half years ish and trying to get a strong system, right? So it kind of stemmed from this book. It kind of stemmed from this book here, Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod. And the list goes on and on. Jocko Willink had some influence into this and some others, um, notable folks, John Maxwell. But the idea is I, I picked up different things from different people, different conventions and seminars I've been to, mentors who've given me advice and these books that I've read and podcasts and the list goes on. And I kind of formulated my own version of what a strong morning and evening routine should be comprised of. So that's going to be my first digital course where it's going to be a paid program. Um, but some other programs that I'm going to be launching is how to effectively read a book, right? How to, so the, how to create your index, how to do the marginalia effectively in terms of the notes and underlining and uh, highlighting mm -hmm. the sticky notes and all that good stuff. Another course is going to be on how to effectively um, do the uh, commonplacing. So there'll be a, a, a actual course on commonplacing, which is something that most authors have done like Ryan Holiday, John Maxwell, um, Ronald Reagan, you know, anytime somebody writes a book or they are preparing for a speech or a talk or whatever, uh, you can just go to your commonplace book, which in most cases is like a, uh, you know, a storage unit of index cards. And anytime I see a powerful quote or a powerful idea or a poem or a statement or a stat or whatever, I'll take a card and um, I'll actually give you a little insight view there you see that yes i see that uh-huh so this is the system here that i have um and it's uh, literally just like literally um a cabinet with index cards and it's categorized by for example discipline habits business uh reading so it has like all these different categories and i'll just categorize it in certain ways so whenever i need to prepare a, a talk or anything I can just, I need to know what I'm going to be talking about, and then I can reference whatever the heck I need, which is pretty cool. So that's another thing that's coming soon. But yes, I will be doing that in the Entrepreneur's Bookshelf, free versions of that. But eventually I'm going to dive, like the deeper dive in paid programs. Yeah, see, that's going to be, uh, that's going to be powerful. I, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. This has been a really intriguing talk just for me. Uh, believe it or not, it just me uh, getting to get to get in your head a little bit on, on how to even be just a, a better reader or, or what that looks like. Now, if I'll tell you this, if it wasn't for the reading that I did do, it certainly did a couple things. You know, it, it certainly helps your vocabulary for one, Absolutely. um, for sure. It does help you have an idea on how to speak, how to, you know, stories tell facts sell, right? So, yep. you know, being an effective storyteller has always been kind of a, uh, you know, that's, 
Well, first of all, you're a coach, so you understand that, right? Stories sell, you know, and now facts will sell. Facts tell, stories sell. You know, the, the fact is this or the story going to this point is what and the emotions that go with it or the feeling of uh, I've been there before just like he has that's that's the power of these of these books for sure I was you know it, you know that's believe it or not a book is one of my most fond memories and I bought myself this book we used to I I went to school in a little place called North Hollywood from 3rd grade I was at a Lutheran school from 3rd grade to ninth grade and, you know, in a private school, man, reading was kind of part of it. You were doing a book report every month. You know, you're going to have to yep. pick a book. And uh, right across the street from my school was a library. So we would uh, walk across the street. We would pick books and stuff like that. And there, uh, it was called the Mad Scientist Club. I still remember it vividly in my head. I was a junior high student, young guy. And it was about these three guys that go on these adventures. So, you know, you got chapter one through this is this adventure. And it was the three mad scientists and they would go through this. And this would be this had become one of my most favorite books. I probably read it five, six times as a kid. And then it's funny, as an adult now, I went looking for it and I found it and and ordered it for myself so that I can have it at my house. The three mad scientists. And when I read it, you know, it just kind of brought me right back to being in junior high school again. So, you know, that's a little fun fact for those guys that, you know, stuff about me that people may not know as, as my students and stuff that listen to this. So that's where, um, uh, you know, books have always kind of been that way with me. It's a love-hate relationship, right? You want to read and then you make up excuses. And it, so this will bring us to the next thing about 75 hard. Um I've done 75 hard five times. Okay. Five, oh. five different times. And I failed in three of them. And, and I've successfully done phase one, um, uh, once. And I haven't, you know, I haven't went after phase one again, but everything I learned from 75 hard, I'm going to ask you, well, first of all, what made you choose it? And then we'll talk about what I learned through it myself too. Because I, um, you did a little bit after after I've done it for sure. Yeah. Um, so if you don't mind, before we go into that, I just wanted to say one quote from uh, Cicero. He said, um, "A room without books is like a body without a soul." Right. And that was powerful to me. Like in in my home, I have a culture of reading. My wife loves to read. I love to read. Kids develop a passion for reading on the laps of their parents. So I read to my kids, my wife reads to my kids, my oldest, my son, he's the oldest, reads to his sisters. And it's just a, a cultural thing in our home to where we have books everywhere, literally everywhere in the house. There's a book somewhere lying around. Uh, so every Sunday we have family reading time where for an hour we sit down as a family and we all read for an hour and you pick whatever you want. You know, sometimes in the evening, if we've had a long day and, and we want uh, my oldest is 13 to go to bed, then it's like uh, books are bedtime. So you either go to bed or you read a book, but you got to be in your room at this point. No technology. You know, so it's like a cultural thing in our home at this point. I just wanted to touch on that since we're moving away from books. But going yeah, back to your question. I think that, yeah, I think that, well, that's a powerful quote for us. But being a man that uh, puts that ahead of things is in your home and you know that's probably some of my most precious memories is when i used to get to take and put my kids to bed at night and uh lay with them and you know we would pull something out and read it together and and yeah. uh whether it be the bible or or whatever but um you know so to, to, to hear you guys do that and what you're facilitating will do nothing but you know grow strong men and women of the future that are well informed something that, that there's nothing wrong with so We'll get into more books here, though, before before they think, because 75 hard has a lot to do with this. Yes. Yes. When, when it comes when again. it comes to me. So what you know, I had saw when you decided to step on to 75 hard. I know, you know, it took me a while to get Jason Flame to get on and try it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, but you know how he is as a man. And once he once he puts his mind to it, he'll 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 uh, you know, he'll get to it. But. I saw a transformation in yourself too. I saw you going through 75 hard and we got the good, the bad, the ugly about 75 hard. Trust me. Sure. Um, I don't know. Did you read the book 75 hard? I did. 
I have it uh, right here, annotated, all yeah. that good stuff. I yeah. Book. It was actually a powerful book. A lot of, um, he definitely needed an editor in that book. But, <laughs> you know, I don't think, I don't think Andy Fuseli gives a rat's ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I just don't think he, he, uh, he wants to get that information out and he wants to see people succeed. Yeah. And, you know, he's a pretty raw dude, man. And I, that's probably why I relate to him so well. Cause when, if I listen to him, I'm so fired up that I can't, it takes me a minute to come down. And there's certain times I can listen to Andy Frisella. Relaxing time is not one of them. Sure. Um, so uh, what was your, so my first book, what changed me was uh, Extreme Ownership is what I took on yeah. um, for listening, for reading on my first 75 hard. And boy, was that, so what I ended up doing with that book is I did my reading, my 10 pages a day with it. But I supplemented my walks when I was doing my second workout listening. I don't know. Have you listened to the audio of that book? Uh, I have not listened to the audio. Okay. No. So I'm telling you right now, Jocko and Leif are the one that do, that, that do the audio. Okay. When, when you hear them and you hear the passion of what these guys went through in war and stuff like that, it brings mm -hmm. a whole new light to extreme ownership. So I read it and listened throughout 75 Hard, and that was – that was super uh, life changing for me. Extreme ownership because uh, I I can't stand people that don't take ownership and stuff that that they should. It, life would be so much better if that's one thing I learned in seventy five hard. I, I I the excuses that people give me I have such a short fuse from. Yeah, because I did seventy five hard traveling too. So I did it in the dead of winter when I was in Georgia. And right. I've done it in the, in the heat of summer in Georgia where I'm, where I'm traveling. So, you know, I had to book myself flights. So I knew that I had to get this workout in. And as soon as I land, I, I, there's nothing I can do until I get my workout in, you know, my outdoor, whatever that's going to be. And so, uh, you know, and that's what, <laughs> believe it or not in, in Georgia, that's where a lot of cemetery stuff came in. Cause I would go on walks mm -hmm. in these old cemeteries forever. And so tell me what, what your experience on 75 hard and why you decided to try and do it. So believe it or not, I decided to do 75 hard because I saw you do it. No, <laughs> really? Did you really? I did. I saw you all. I saw you. I was like, yeah, I met Mark at the Maya super show. We were friends on Facebook and I see what you do. I, I follow a lot of people and you're one of the people I follow. And I, and I, I saw, you know, 75 hard. And I was like, what is this? And I kept seeing it and seeing it. So then I said, okay, let me see what he, what this is. What, he, what is he doing? You know, and I looked it up and then I said, oh man, like I can do it all. I think except for the no alcohol for 75 days, because I love myself a cold beer, you know, on the weekends. Uh, I don't, I'm not an everyday drinker. Like after work, I'll pop a beer up and I just have like on the weekend, like I don't like to feel like I can't have a couple drinks if I wanted to. Um, and it's not like it's like reserve time to have drinks. And sometimes I don't, sometimes I do, I typically do. So I was like, I don't like that idea of a restriction of that. So, and then there's birthdays or special events or whatever. And I don't want to feel like everybody's having a beer and I can't have one. So, um, so that was my deterrent. I said, if, th if they didn't have that, I would do it. But then I said, you know what, as, as time progressed, I think I, I saw it for about a year and I still didn't do it because of that one reason. And then one day I said to myself, self, if that is what speaks to you as hard, then that is what 75 hard is going to mean to you. It means you have to overcome that because for somebody else, it might be the reading component. For somebody else, it might be the physical fitness you know, aspect of it. So for me, it was like, you got to sacrifice not drinking and being on a diet for 75 days. I don't like the, those two things. So I said, just go for it. Just do it. Don't even think about it. Uh, you know, have the Olympic athlete mindset of like, you know, it doesn't matter how you feel. You just got to get it done no matter what. Right. So <laughs> yeah. sure enough, I said, I'm going to do it, but I have to safeguard myself and I got to find a way to make sure that I won't quit. So I decided to round up a group of nine other men. <laughs> so 10 total. And what happened was, I started a Facebook group. I got nine other people. Actually, it was women and men. And uh, we all did it together. And I facilitated the group. So what I would do is I had one extra little detail to the, the, the rules. 
And that rule is that every single day you have to do a post in the group, which is your accountability post, right? That is going to be like, if you miss that post, you can continue 75 hard. You're just not going to be in the group. So we did that. And of the 10, five finished. That sounds about and right. And five quit along the way. And it, some of them had some really strong reasons. But at the end of the day, a reason is another word for excuse. Because at the end of the day, you know, the only person that that reason or excuse matters to is to you. Nobody else cares, you know, <laughs> You're right. uh, and, and that's what it comes out to. I tell my son that all the time. Like, you can give me a thin shell stuffed with a lie all day. And ultimately, it only matters to you in the real world. When you're in college, when you're in, in your job or when, you, when you're leading the ship and you own a business and everybody's looking to you. Nobody cares about your reasons or excuses. You either get the job done or you don't. So yeah. I decided to do 75 hard. I went all in. I completed it from beginning to end. I lost uh, 34 pounds. I was in the best mental state, physical state that I can recall. And I got so excited, so motivated. I said, you know what? I'm going to start my own challenge. <laughs> <laughs> so I launched uh, the Conquered Will. Uh, you may or may not know about this, but I launched a Conquered Will, and it's a Catholic men's challenge. And it's 15 things you got to do every single day. So it's mind, body, spirit. And I, I did it for 67 days as opposed to 75. And the reason why it's 67 is because the average time it takes based on statistics that it takes for somebody to create and install a new habit is 66 days. So I did 67 days. And that's kind of the idea there. Uh, I completed that one. This is the certificate you get when you complete it. Um, obviously, this is my own, but I got some other people to do it with me. And uh, of the people that did it with me, I think most finished, but not all. I also have a challenge coin that I created very similar to uh, 75 Hard. This is uh -huh. the logo of the company. That's awesome. The Conquered I Will. And on the back here is the coat of arms, if you could see that. Yeah. It says Catholic Men's Challenge up top. It says Ephesians 6. Ephesians 6 is the um, the Bible verse that inspired it. As I was like, you know, praying and my daily morning routine and doing things, and I was inspired and excited about 75 Hard and the results I got. Ephesians 6 spoke to me, which is, you know, wearing the, the full armor of God in spiritual warfare. And uh, in order for us to conquer each and every single day, we got to suit up in the right attire and be ready to fight that fight that we all battle internally in our mind, our, our body, our, our soul. And, and that's really what it was all about. You know, I saw like a gap in the Catholic church that men are so lukewarm in general these days. Well, and yeah, of course they are because masculinity is on, on you know, attacked. In general. So. Yeah. It's not even a, just a Catholic thing, it's just men in general. But I mean, in the Catholic church, I saw that. And, you know, so I decided to start this challenge and uh, very soon I'll be launching it as an actual program, an official program. I got, you know, the people that did it. I got it filmed, testimonials of them completing it and all that good stuff. So I'm excited about it. But fast forwarding, uh, June 11th, I'm starting phase one of 75 Heart. June 11th, you will be in phase one. Have you done the cold showers yet? I included that in the Conquered Will, so I'm used to that now. I actually yeah. continue so, doing it. You know, that was the one thing that everybody was like uh, – once I started cold showers, I, I don't end showers anymore without them. You know what yeah. I mean? It, it's just, uh, it's just something now that's part of me. And it's funny what the hardest thing for me, 75 hard, believe it or not, was drinking a gallon of water. Now, if it was yeah. drinking a gallon of coffee, that would have been easy, but drinking <laughs> a gallon of water was brutal. Right. And that was probably the hardest challenge part for me. Yeah. And when I did 75 hard, you know, um, and I've had I've had I've had the same thing that you have where you get um, people on board and people are super excited for you. And then 20 days down the road, you'll hear this. Right. You, I'm sure you heard it. Oh, you still doing that thing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm still doing that thing. And then on day 50, nobody gives a rat's ass what you're doing. Yeah. You're just you're in it. You're in it for the fight all by yourself. That's it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You are. You are in the fight, but I don't know. Did Jason Flame do this this thing that you did this that you talk about? No, no. the The Conquered Will is something that I launched um, unofficially. 
I just uh-huh. did it with a, with a group of 10 other men that I knew locally in the area. And I just got them together and I said, I'm going to create this challenge. And I created this uh, sheet here. Uh, that's actually, a, this is like the, the basic, you know, paper version, but there's like a formal sheet here. Um, and it has like reading 30 minutes a day, refraining from internet usage um, as often as you can, unnecessary internet usage. You have to have a morning, evening routine, refrain from non-essential purchases, one hour workout a day, only one, one hour workout a day, commit to a diet, no alcohol, no junk food, same concept. Uh, waking up at 5 a.m., praying the rosary, 10 minutes of reading the Bible, 10 minutes of journaling every day, 10 minutes of silent prayer, saving 10% of your income. So it has a lot to it. Um, but no, Jason did not do it because I never officially launched it. It was just like a test trial run with some people to get some testimonials out of them and to say I did it. And uh, now I'm going to eventually launch it soon, very soon. Yeah, I would see something that now not being Catholic, being Christian, but, yeah. you know, the there's there's really I, there, I don't really think that's going to matter at this point. If if uh, if, you know, I, I see what you're where you're going through that. So when you get ready, you know, I bet you Jay and I we, we, we'd hop on that bandwagon. We would try it out. We'd see. What's nice. up. I would you know what I mean? Open door. You know what I mean? I, I don't, uh, you know, it, nothing bothered me more that when I failed on, uh, uh, you know, 75 hard, but I'll be honest with you. There's a couple of times I did it because other people were doing it. So I didn't really have a real why, why I'm doing things. Okay. Yeah. And so, you know, you, you know, you, and then you can do 75 hard, you know, I've done 75 hard where I, I succeeded it. Yes. But you know, it's called, you know, it's phoning it in and you know, you're phoning it in. You're not giving, you're not giving a hundred percent. You're doing, you're doing A, B, C, D, E, and you're just kind of doing A, B, C, D, E every day. And, you know, so I, you know, one of the, one of my completions, even though you hear me say I've three out of the five I completed, one of them was just phoned in. I did everything that was asked of me. And, but two of them were serious, man. I would not, uh, I wouldn't miss a beat. And, you know, those times were when it was just about me. It wasn't about a group. It wasn't about anything else. Yeah. A matter of fact, one of them I started, I didn't even tell anybody. You know what I mean? Uh, when my when my partner, Jay, Jay Walker, and I first started 75 Hard, him and I did it together the very first time. I didn't even, I, we didn't tell, I didn't tell anybody until 30 days in. Because I just don't want to hear it. You know what I mean? I don't want to hear, I don't want to, oh, good job or nothing like that, man. This is for me. And I'm going to dig down, I'm going to dig down deep and I'm going to see what I can do and push myself to that limit. And, you know, life does get in the way and excuses do get in the way. That's where extreme ownership comes into play. You know, uh, if you're going to, if you're going to quit, just, just take ownership of it. Okay. I can't do it. Yep. Don't give me your excuses. I don't, cause I, I, you know, I don't, I, I, I couldn't finish. You're going to get more respect from me. And I think that's the biggest lessons I've learned as I put this off to my children now, uh, on my students now is, your excuses get you nowhere. Own own your own your stuff. And in life, things the stress that will come off you is major. And I think like uh, even extreme ownership. I guess when I was a younger guy and had credit problems or whatever, and a creditor would call, I'd be yelling and screaming at the lady uh, yeah. on, on the other end. Well, whose fault is it that it's my fault? Not her fault. I'm the one that has a bill pay. You know, I'm going to be honest with you, man. I'll, I'll tell you this story. And these, 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 everybody that's on here can hear this, this just, just yesterday. This just happened yesterday when I got off the plane. So I have been traveling, man, for hours. And then we got, we had stuck in, in Chicago because there's live animals and the air conditioner wasn't working right. What's the live animals you think they have to take off? They're freaking chickens. I'm <laughs> like, you've got to be kidding me. We are on, we're on I, I, an hour delay because of chickens and people are flying chickens. I'm like, Oh my gosh. And, um, so I'm already kind of irritated and I'm already a day behind. So I have to go pick up my car. It's been there for seven days. I prepaid. I called in yesterday and I said, Hey, I'm, my, my flight was canceled. Go ahead, Mr. Cox, come on in. We'll give you the same rate. And so I got there and that guy wasn't there. And it was a female that was there. And she goes, I'm sorry, it's going to be $21 for the day. I said, listen, it was $8.95 a day. You're going to th- charge me three times the amount of money. I said, I was so pissed off. And and then uh, I continued doing what, uh, being an ass is basically what I was doing. And then finally, I just it just kind of clicked in my head. What are you doing? What are you, why, why are you yelling at her? She has nothing to do with this. Right. And so I just kind of left and went and got my car, put my stuff in. 
And then I'm like, I'm gonna have to go back. I, I left. I actually drove and I'm driving and I'm like, God, I'm gonna have to go back and apologize to her because it's just not right. I can't, I can't, I can't be that way. I can't be teaching one thing and then and living a life different ways. So I hooked a U-turn around and right next to this Joe's parking is a uh, Subway and a, a coffee bean. And so I went into Subway and I got a, a $10 gift card and, and uh, I went back into her and I said, Hey, uh, you know, this is, I got to take ownership of that. You had nothing to do with me being late for a day and I'm taking it out on you. And uh, the manager's not here. I said, so your next lunch or dinner, this is on me. And I handed her a card and, and you could just see the whole demeanor in her just change, you know, cause when I first, when I'm walking in, I'm already intimidating looking right. And then I'm pissed off. And, uh, and then I just saw the relief on her face and I was like, man, what a jackass I was, man. <laughs> and, uh, I, I, you know, even so the whole ride home, man, I was like, what are you doing? Why, why are you reading all this stuff and then acting the way you are? What are you doing? Yeah. And so this is where 75 hard and ownership comes into play with me. And so I saw your journey on that too. And I was like, yeah, man, he got, man, he got to it. And, you know, cause you know, if you've, you said you watch around, so you know that, you know, I'm, I'm a hundred plus plus pounds lighter than what I used to be. Oh yeah. And, no, um, dramatic, dramatic change. I was yeah. impressed. And so, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's been, uh, you know, it takes me back when you say that, you know, you were watching my journey because there's a whole slew of them that did it in, in Georgia also just off yeah. that. Um, and the impact that a single book and a single act that you do, how it can impact, uh, people for a long time, a lifetime, you know, one, I'm sure there's habits that you've, you've kind of, you know, reading wasn't an issue for you on 75 hard. I'm sure. Uh, I'm not sure how falling a diet I've been on keto for so long that falling a keto diet is a ketogenic diet is what I do every day. So that's not really an issue. Drinking water, keeping a gallon of water down on me every day. That just, uh, you know, when I'm not on 75 hard, that is not something I do. Yeah. And read and doing workouts, you know, outdoor workouts have always been kind of a pain in the ass. You know, you know, you got to wait in, in, in the early mornings or whatever it is, uh, late at night. So there's times that, I don't know, I, did you ever run into times where you didn't get it done and you're, it's one, two o'clock in the morning and you're like, oh my gosh, I got to go do this. Yeah. I actually had in my mind, uh, I'm not going to go into it the next day. I'm going to do it before midnight. So in the group that I was a part of, I said, if you're going to be in this group, then you have to complete your everything before midnight the day of so that's just the, the extra little thing i put in there because i didn't want to have to sit up until <laughs> still be in it the next day i didn't want to do all that and monitor people so i said you know as long as by midnight you're in and you're in if, if 1201 hits and you didn't do your post and you didn't do what you had to do then in the morning you're just not going to be in the group you're going to be removed and i said no hard feelings i still love you but that's what it was going to be right and but to your point to your point that you were making uh, just a few seconds right before that, you were talking about how people started, you know, doing 75 hard because they saw you, you know, as a leader, uh, we don't have um, office hours, you know, like it's, it's literally, you're at it all the time and you just never know who's paying attention. And I remember uh, when I was doing 75 hard, I had so many random people tell me I inspired them that they decided to do something that changed. They decided to start working out. Some people decided to even do 75 hard because they saw me doing it. And then nobody said anything. These people didn't say anything in the process, but they were watching silently. And it's crazy mm -hmm. because like, even sometimes these people that are watching you are even in your own home. You know, it could be your son, your daughter, it could be your wife, it could be your husband, it could be whoever you have that is close to you that is hoping and praying and wanting you to win. And you don't want to let those people down because you were lazy one day or because right. you had an unfortunate situation or because you let the uh, ants take over the automatic negative thoughts that we all have every single day, constantly, the spiritual warfare that we talk about. You know, that's really what it comes down to. So it's a constant battle in life, but especially when you add 75 hard to your plate. Right. And uh, very, uh, very profound words. 100%. I, I find myself uh, in that, uh, 
in that dichotomy quite often as, and you're right. I'm definitely would be, um, you know, uh, seeing, uh, um, let's see what Jay just put. Watching a seven day journey has solidified my decision after watching Mr. Cox do it. Um, that's, uh, that's from Jay. So I think, I guess, I guess, I guess Jay did it after you, huh? He watched you too, right? So he's been watching me and then he had to watch you and then he did it. Yeah. Well, you know, once Jay puts his mind to it, man, Jay ain't going to quit, man. That's just not, it's not, not. Yeah, he's a warrior. I've been watching yeah. his journey. He's a warrior. Yeah. He, he, uh, he might, he, you know, he, he fell out on, on, on phase one by forgetting something. And, uh, you know, I fell out of, uh, 75 hard one time cause I forgot to snap a picture. I'm like, what the? Oh frick, man, man. are you worst. kidding me? And uh, I'll never forget that. I'm like, you got to be kidding. I mean, we're talking about day 48 or something crazy. And I'm like, oh, you idiot. And, uh, you know, and I didn't have the app at the time. Once you have the app, you know, it's a little bit easier. But I think that, uh, you know, leadership has been, um, you know, uh, I was talking about uh, how I first saw you uh, before we got online is about um, when you were out to be. I guess you were a speaker at and in Texas at a school that was doing a big summit of some sort. Right. Um, so is that with EFC, is that what you're doing now with, um, uh, do you do a lot of consulting with other studios? Yeah. So, um, I started out working at, uh, EFC, uh, day 23. I forgot the journal before bed. Oh man. <laughs> oh, man. Let me tell you something. We could have a whole podcast with all my, all my men that are close to me. That's done. And women that's done 75 hard. Yeah. And we are going to find the same type of stuff together. Yeah. Like you, like no other for sure. That yeah, would be fun, fun to do. My wife was pregnant. Uh, I think with our fourth child at that time or third, fourth, one of those two. And I'm, th- I'm pretty sure it was a fourth. And she was due like two days before I was done with 75 hard. Um, and she like scheduled to be in the hospital. Like that was what they were going to do uh, because she's had a couple of births that happened like prematurely. So they were going to kind of put her in the hospital early. And I was like, and th- because of COVID, they said, by the way, like if you're not in, if you're in the hospital, you can't leave. If you leave, then you can't come back in, even if your you know, child is born. So I was in a really tough spot. I told my wife, listen, I am not going to fail 75 hard, <laughs> you know, under these conditions. So I said, hopefully, let's just pray that our child comes after day 75. You know, because if not, I don't know if I'm going to be in the room with you. <laughs> and obviously that was like a, a big no-no. She was like not happy about that idea. <laughs> so she was praying with me that, you know, everything would work out. And sure enough, like the day of 75 hard, I finished it. And the next day my baby came. So uh, <laughs> that's yeah. God's timing, babe. That yeah. is God's timing. He, you know, his timing is, uh, is always spot on and, 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 and on point, you know, whether it's good or bad for sure. sure. So that's, yeah, these, these kind of stories I hear all the time. It's been a, it's been a, a whirlwind of, uh, of successes. When I see, I saw, I saw your, the difference in your body, even in phase one, I did some before and after pictures of phase one when I, um, when I did it and, you know, I always felt a little bit better when I was on 75 hard, you know, believe it or not. And I, I didn't really drink at all. You know, I might have a whiskey here or two when I was flying, but that was about it. I, I never really drank as it was, but, um, I've never taken a drink after so hard, uh, period, because I can't in my head, I'm like, oh, man, you know, how many burpees is this? You like, like, this is how I, in my head, this is how I kind of like, okay, this is how many calories this is. How many burpees is this going to, is, is this, this is why I tell everybody is trying to diet. If you want an Oreo cookie, that's 50 calories for that one little tiny and, and full of sugar. That's going to cost you about 55 burpees. Is that worth the cookie? <laughs> right. And, uh, you know, so, you know, doing, doing things like that is, is, has been, um, you know, instrumental. And you saw, you see Jay too, man. Jay's out there for getting it, humping it, you know, getting things done and motivating his, oh, his sure. base also. And, sure. uh, you know, we, we, uh, and we watched you go out and do it and you, you got your own base out there that you're, you're doing it. We were, 
uh, and I was out there rooting for you too, going, man, let's get it. And, um, so it it was awesome. I'm just looking right now. Is that, is that a Hulk shirt you're wearing? Uh, this is uh, Mike Tyson. Oh, that's Mike Tyson. Well, he looks like the freaking Hulk anyway. You know what I mean? You know, I've been looking at it going, this guy looks like a freaking beast. Does he wear the Hulk today? And Mike Tyson uh, at like 53 or whatever he is right now. Yeah, that's right. He's he's just, listen, he's a whole nother beast himself. And some of his interviews, if you talk about Mike Tyson or or, uh, somebody, if you catch some of his interviews right now, you know, that man's still battling his, his, uh, his demons for sure. You know, I've always loved that man. And, um, I can see him battling, you know, so it's, it's been, it's been great. So, uh, I want, before we end this thing, as we get wrapping down, I want to know what you think, because, well, let's talk about your entrepreneur, um, your, your, your group. Real quick, uh, Mark, before we go on, I didn't even answer your question really quick. Um, EFC, I started out there, uh, as a coach. I was coaching martial arts schools. I had like a book of business of about 120 schools that I was coaching. So if you, you know, and, and let's say uh, you, own, you own a school, you do own a school. Let's say I started with you, you're making 5,000. I teach you how to go to five to 10 to 15 to 20 and scale your business, right? All the business systems, how to answer the phone, what to do, how to enroll people, all that stuff, right? A to Z. I started out as a business coach five years ago there. And then um, I, I did really well, uh, helped a lot of schools grow. Um, I started going to events as vendor as a vendor for EFC. Uh, we're a third-party building company. We were founded in 1967, 52 plus years of business, and uh, we have thousands of clients globally at this point in different countries. And uh, we've been doing conventions and summits for some time now. We just had our Empower Summit uh, with Boss Rutten as our keynote speaker back in uh, June. I think it, no, I'm sorry, uh, earlier this year. Um, and that was phenomenal. It was a global summit, so we were in different countries, and it was it was pretty cool. And um, anyway, and then I got promoted after uh, about three years and some change being there. I got promoted to sales director. So now I'm pretty much everything sales in the U.S. territory um, from our, our Budo Code app, a martial arts app for your school, to Abbey AI, which is the most recent acquisition that we acquired as a, as a company under our umbrella BFC. Uh, it's a web design lead generation company. Um, by a guy, the guy who, who built 97 display 11 years ago is the guy who built this Abbey AI, which is backed by artificial intelligence. Um, so we're excited about that. Uh, we're helping clients grow with that. And then we also have, of course, our billing uh, system, our billing software, full service tuition. So that means that we call your students. We, we collect the money through emails, texts, phone calls, letters in the mail, that whole thing. Um, and we just charge a percentage of your business by doing all that for you. Um, and then we have our software that's uh, about to release finally called tap it's a total accountability partner we have another software that we're using we've been using for years but this is the newest thing that we've been kind of developing under the hood for the last four years um which is going to be uh you know on the market very soon and i think it was uh, actually last year it was in the maya super show or two years ago it was at the maya super show uh, but still hasn't rolled out but it's about to roll out finally and uh, anyway, so as you can see, uh, EFC is like the Swiss Army knife of the financial of the martial arts world, excuse me. And um, and I'm just the sales guy there doing everything and everything on the sales front. So to answer your question. So you're still with them then at this uh, from you've been with them for how long? 15 uh, years? Five, you say? No, like five, five plus years, something like that. Five plus years now. Yeah. Being consulting. Yep. Yeah. And, and so that's where I think I first saw you. We talked about that where you were at that one martial arts school. They had you probably out as a, as a, as a speaker for. Yeah, I was there as a vendor. I was there as a vendor. Um, mm. But I've done speaking gigs here and there. The one you're referencing is the one at the uh, Grandmaster Zolfi's event in Texas. He did a mats event where he had martial arts school owners come from from all over. And I, I spoke at that event and some others, you know, here and there. Yeah, that's yeah, that sounds well, that sounds good. Well, let's talk about let, let's end with what let's end where how people can find you or be part of your group. Is your is your group open yes. to everybody? Yes. So the Entrepreneur's Bookshelf is designed and created. It's a community specifically for entrepreneurs who love to read books and are committed to personal growth. So if that is you, then you definitely need to be in that group. Uh, we, I do pretty much a lot of different things in there. Uh, I'd say about 95% of the people in that group actually own a business. And the other 5% are aspiring entrepreneurs. Uh, but the majority are existing entrepreneurs from all different backgrounds and different types of businesses. So it's a great place to network. It's also a really good place to, to find out about other books. Uh, I do book breakdowns in there. 
where, for example, I'll read, I did one on 75 hearts. So I'll read the book, I'll digest it, I'll take 30%, I'll extract it, and I'll deliver it to you in a video and kind of say, hey, these are the three main biggest points I took from the book that I think you should be aware of. And uh, I put links and stuff in there as well. Uh, not really a book review, but a book breakdown, which is a little bit different. Uh, not a thorough review. It's just like the three main things I took from it with some little tidbits that you should know about. I also do um, a daily uh, book for my library. So, for example, I'll just pull this one here, Stephen King's on writing. People know him as the a, as a guy who writes scary books, but he's also uh, talks about in this book, this is a nonfiction book, on how to be an effective writer. So every day I'll post a picture, Jose's book off the shelf, where I'll post a picture of a book in my library. I have a little over a thousand books in my personal library. It's always growing. For every book I read, I buy like three to five. Um, and I'll just share different books with you because the more exposure you have to different books, you'll be like, ooh, I wanna get that. Or I never knew that existed. That's a cool book. So I do that kind of stuff. I of course, of course put like um, daily marginalia. So I'll pull a random book and something that I read today, I'll say, hey, I'm going to do a little video and I'll teach you something on a daily book that I read. So there's a lot going on in the group. I highly uh, recommend you guys join the group. It's the Entrepreneur's Bookshelf. Just look for it in a Facebook group. I guess we'll put a link somewhere and go from there. Yeah. So when I, when I, uh, once this is live now, but then what yeah. I will do, I also make this audio. So it goes onto my podcast. So you'll be able to share out the audio portion of it too. Cause some people just can't watch. Um, yeah. and, You'll have your own little uh, on my web on my uh, website, markcox.com. You'll have uh, your about yourself, and then I'll have all your links in there. How how people can go to your um, Facebook yeah, page. You guys can find me Jose Escobar on Facebook. You can find me on Instagram, jasco25 on Instagram at jasco25. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn. You can find me on Twitter. I'm rarely on LinkedIn and Twitter, but you'll find me there anyway. I'm primarily on Facebook. I'm also on Instagram. And then you can always check out the entrepreneursbookshelf.com, which I'm about to have a newsletter that you can subscribe to as well. And look out for the upcoming uh, morning and evening routine mastery uh, digital course, which is launching very soon. Yeah. So we're, yeah, I'm looking forward to all that. I think this was been, this is super informative to me. I, uh, I, I'm going to push this out pretty hard to get people to have a better understanding of the reading and what it can do for you. Um, you know, throughout you, you know, whether you were a leader in your business, even if you're um, a worker for somebody else and you want, yep. you're trying to, to get reach to the next level, whatever that may be. I think that, uh, you know, finding the right book to, to guide you that in that direction would be, you know, it'd be powerful. So I think I'm going to let you uh, end us with, uh, you know, a thought that you have that you want to, you want to, uh, motivate others to whether it's reading or life itself i'll, I'll let you end this on your sure. on your watch i'll keep it um short and sweet i would um highly encourage everybody if you haven't if you don't like to read or you don't read it's because you haven't found the right book it's plain and simple as far as the ability to sit down and read. I understand some of us get distracted. I get distracted. I don't read as fast as my wife reads. She reads really fast. I read pretty slow. And in addition to the fact that I read slow, I also read even slower because I'm doing a lot of annotating and highlighting and underlining. So it takes me some time. But the key is discipline. The key is habits. The key is commitment, follow through. That is all it takes to become a reader. Just like somebody who says, I, I can't work out. I'm not a working out kind of guy. I, I'm not good at working out. I don't have the, find the inspiration to get the job done. It's not motivation because Zig Ziglar said it best that motivation is like taking a shower. It only lasts a day, right? So it's not about getting motivated because that takes a lot of work and energy and you're dependent upon somebody motivating you or some external factor. You got to be intrinsically inspired. You got to be inspired from within, and that is an inside job, and only you can do that, right? Others can inspire you, but you have to have that desire, that passion to, to read, to commit to reading, and to do it every day. Make it a non-negotiable. Don't have reading as something that if I get around to it, it's not going to get done. It has to be a priority, a top priority. If I'm going to buy a, a new jacket or a new book, you better believe I'm going to have a used jacket and a new book. 
<laughs> so it's very important to understand the value of book, you know, of a book. Keep in mind, uh, there's a quote from um, Mark Twain, and I might say it wrong, but he said something to the effect of, you know, um, you're no better than a person who can't read if you don't read. You know, so you, we have to make sure that you are putting time each and every single day into the intellect, into the mind, to sharpen the axe every single day and to keep going back to that tree and keep axing away at that tree until it's done. Don't pick up 10 books and not finish 10 books. Pick up one book and don't drop that book until it's done. Even if it's two minutes a day. Atomic Habits, James Clear, talks about if you want to start getting into the habit of flossing and you can't, you just can't seem to get into the habit of consistency of flossing, start with one tooth every night. And then you go to two, and then you go to three, and then you just do the top row. And eventually you graduate to the bottom row, and eventually you're flossing every single day. And it's just a part of what you do. Same thing applies with a book. Number one, find the right book. Number two, start small. Start with one paragraph every single night. Start with one page. And then you keep progressing and progressing and progressing. And before you know it, if you're at 30 minutes a day, I'm sorry, if you're at 45 minutes a day, you're reading one book a week. That's my wow. mm. That's awesome. Those are great words to end with. I this was super informative for me. Just so you know, I I, I thoroughly enjoyed uh, getting your wisdom on that, and uh, I'll take some of this. I'll, I'll be ordering books today. I wrote two of them down: the Miracle Morning and the Five A.M. Club. I think I'm going to order both of those today, as awesome. soon as we get off. And uh, the Five A.M. Club does kind of intrigue me. I'm kind of an early morning person, but I've never committed to get up at five, but I would like that just so you know, I kind of like the world at that time where it's kind of just waking up and you, uh, you know, I do a lot of reading outside. I like, you know, I got one of those heaters outside in my patio. Yep. That's what I like to do. And uh, so I'm looking forward to that. So it's been, this has been a good hour. Uh, Jose, we'll uh, get you blasted out uh, on all your social media. I'll have the audio done before the end of day. I'll send you stuff on Facebook Messenger on how to leak, uh, put this, not leak it out, but um, how to share it. <laughs> leak sounds sounds political. Uh, how to share it with your uh, base, uh, the audio version, and you can go ahead and on my Facebook, uh, whether it's on the Real Talk with Mark Cox or the my Mark Cox One Hundred. Uh, it'll also be on my uh, website at markcox.com. This both the audio and the video will be on those and you guys you'll be able to share it with all your all your people and uh why don't you keep jay and i posted on on that jay if you're still online i'm sure you're up for that that challenge that he has i think but you conquered and i could will. Uh, conquered yeah, will yeah, yeah conquered will i think you and i could uh i think you and i could do that together we'd be it'd be fun to see to see because i you know that's pretty uh you know it's pretty intriguing to me anyway you know so you got a little spiritual aspect of it there so Right. You know, days are always better with Jesus. I could tell you that. Amen. So, all right. It was Thank awesome. So much, it was Appreciate awesome time. Thanks. Fun. Thanks again, Jose. We'll talk real soon, man. Bye-bye. Right. You've been listening to Real Talk with Mark Cox. Real life, real topics, real conversation. We're passionate about motivation, fitness, self-defense, weight loss, and coming at it from a real angle. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. And we hope you had fun. We know we did. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit us up on Instagram and Facebook at Mark Cox 100. Make sure to subscribe and review. And tell a friend or two about the show. For more, hit up the website at markcox.com. Till next time, keep it real.